Hi, I'm Paul Germain. Welcome to this session of Smart Boating. You know, we cover a variety of topics in this area from hurricane protection to insurance. And the whole idea basically is to give you information that will help you make smarter decisions, have more fun on the water. And today we've got a really interesting topic. It's chartering. And joining me is a very knowledgeable guy in that area. His name is Claude Boudet. He, he runs a charter operation called Frayed Knot Sailing Charters here on the North Shore. Welcome, Claude. Hi, Paul. Claude, you know, uh, it's got a really exciting topic here today, chartering, and I want to dive right into it. The first thing I wanted to ask was, uh, it's easy for me to understand why people would want to charter boats around here in the winter, because they want to get out of the snow and the ice and go down someplace nice and warm. Uh, how about in the summer, because you do chartering around here in the summer, what brings people to the chartering experience in the summer? Well, that's a great question, and it's a variety of reasons. Um, boaters want to try to come out and, and see different places, and as tourists, uh, they want to see the local sites in a different way. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's new grounds for them, really. Yes, it is. It is, and it's so much different seeing things on the water. It's, oh. It makes it really nice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, how about, you know, there's a lot of decisions that have to do with ensuring a really great chartering experience, and one of the first ones that strikes me is this whole issue of crude versus bare boat, and crude really means uh, there's a captain on board the boat and oftentimes a mate or two. And obviously that costs a little more money than not having those people on board. But what, what strikes you as the benefits of going with a crude charter? Well, with a crude charter, um, it takes a lot of responsibility off the tourist. Uh, the crude charter, the captain is solely responsible for the boat and its crew. Uh, generally speaking, it, it will also come with a... Uh, a first mate slash cook, so that alleviates a little bit of a of a burden on the people coming on board, mm-hmm. um, and also navigating the local waters. That's probably the biggest uh, ad- advantage of having a a captain on board. Yeah, because they know that, and and when you get on board a boat, large or small, the responsibility shifts to that captain, right? So the captain has to know what they're doing. Absolutely, it's yeah. completely on the shoulders of the captain right. um, in terms of complete responsibility. So yeah, it's it's big. Yeah, and that's the big benefit of going with the crude. Now, if we look at the opposite of that, which would be our bare boat, what they call a bare boat charter, where there's typically not a captain, uh, one of the benefits of that, of course, is uh, less expense. It's a less expensive way to charter a boat. But what do you see as the, the other positives and negatives surrounding that type of experience? Well, a lot of people will like bear boating if they've got a lot of experience. So if it's if he's a seasoned captain and he wants the the luxury of not having uh, somebody they don't know on board, you know that's that's big mm-hmm. um, because you won't know. Uh, getting a, a captain from a, an agency, um, they'll try to make the best fit. But generally speaking, people that want a bear boat um, have the experience and they want the, the privacy of being able to go where they want and basically setting up their own itinerary. Right, right. So a little more private experience, a little more fluid in yeah. line with their yeah. their particular needs. Yeah. Okay. Correct. All right. So I say, okay, uh, one of those might make more sense to me, whether it's crude or a bare boat. And then I have to decide, you know, what kind of boat to get. And there's usually four alternatives, right? In many cases, there's, uh, I can get a sailboat, which uh, could be a catamaran or a monohull, or I could get a powerboat, which I get the same choices, typically a powerboat, a catamaran, or a monohull. What do you see as the kind of puts and takes of those different choices? 
Well, if you're going to go with a, uh, a monohull, they tend to be a little bit truer sailing vessel, mm-hmm. um, but they're a little bit narrower. Uh, some people like the feel of heeling over in the wind and uh, getting uh, excited doing that, um, whereas a catamaran is a little bit wider, a little bit beamier, uh, so they're a little bit more stable. Right. Uh, they also don't draw as much water, so you can get into a little bit shallower areas. Um, and with a catamaran, the, the cabins tend to be a little bit more spacious and mm-hmm. spread out. So a little more spread out, a little more separation because yes. they're in the halls, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, okay. so that can be attractive to a lot of people as well. And how about uh, this whole issue of power, power boat versus sailboat? If I'm a sailboater, do I automatically consider only sailboats for a charter or, or do I think about things differently? Or Yeah, I, I wouldn't think that you would strictly go if you're a sailor sailing, um, you might want to experience the other side to see what it's like. Um, and the conveniences of powerboating is far outweighs the sailing. Right, um, right. Powerboaters you can get from point A to point B, so you can uh, experience a lot more destinations right. in a shorter period of time if that's what you really want to do. But I would recommend holding back on filling your, your agenda too far. All right, don't pack it in too much. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. All right, so I figure out uh, if I want other people on board or not, mm-hmm. figure out what type of boat. And then another, what seems to be a key decision, would be where to go, right? So I think, uh, you know, a lot of people mention, I'm going to the Caribbean, I'm going to the Virgin Islands, whatever. Um, but there's other destinations as well. You know, you could go to the, the Med or you could go to uh, the South Pacific. Let's talk a little bit about those. What If we, if we start with the Caribbean, what do you see as the... Again, the pros and cons of the puts and takes with going to the Caribbean for a charter. Number one, it's not that far from the the mainland, so expense to get there won't be quite as mm-hmm. as much as it would be if you're going uh, overseas or the uh, South Pacific. Um, another thing with the the Caribbean is that the sight lines are great. Going, you know, you're able to see the islands, yeah. so that you don't have that interference. Right. Uh, there's no tides or virtually no tides, so that is very big. Mm-hmm. Um, and the weather. Yeah. <laughs> you can't beat the weather. That's, that's what they go there for. Really <laughs> and, and you get really yeah. optimal winds for sailing if that's what you're going to be chartering. Yeah. How about, uh, how about the Mediterranean? You know, you think about Greece and Turkey and Spain mm-hmm. and Italy and all those places. What do, you, what do you see as kind of the pros and cons of chartering in those areas? Well, the pros are, are pretty self-explanatory, you know, the beautiful uh, waters the the uh, the terrain is is just gorgeous out there some mm-hmm. of the uh, cons would be you know the cost of getting over there yeah. you might have to deal with a language barrier yeah. you might have to deal with uh, passports mm-hmm. um, and so those those would be and and money exchange you know so those are all factors that you need to really take into consideration if you're gonna Take a long voyage. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's some more layers of elements in that situation. Oh, much more, yes. And if we move out that further circle, uh, we'll look at say the South Pacific, something exotic like Tahiti. Uh, mm. Again, what do you see? Is uh, do you see some similar puts and takes there as you did with the Med? Yeah, and probably a little bit more expensive at that, just because yes. of the uh, isolation of of it all. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be absolutely gorgeous out there, and many many places to see um once again the sailing is really nice with all of these places you really have to consider the um 
the weather, you know, because there are hurricane seasons in certain right. places. So, and those will affect prices as well that we can t- discuss later. Right, right, right. Okay, so it sounds like there's a lot of attractive sources, oh, yes. destinations to go to when you're doing this sort of thing. Absolutely. And and even if if you have a uh, nice summer weather, you know, don't be afraid to stay around the local area and really see some nice stuff as well. And there's some great chartering up in the Northeast. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, that's all we have time for today. Um, I hope the, the viewers have enjoyed or the listeners have enjoyed listening. And um, we're going to have our next session on how to pick the right charter company and make sure you get a good pricing deal. So that'll be a good one to listen in on. Yeah, great. 